0: Welcome to Village Church QA. I'm Amanda and I'm here with Pastor Michael. And today we're going to answer the question Should I tithe when emergencies come up?
1: Well, it depends.
0: Depends <laughs> on who your pastor is. Yeah, it depends <laughs> on who your pastor
1: is. Depends <laughs> if he's broke and wants more money. Yeah. No, we should say, I don't <laughs> get <are> more money. <laughs> I, I don't get more money if you get more. So, really, what we want is your heart and uh, where your money goes, there your heart goes. And so, right. that's all we want for you is for the Lord to have everything. So, I, I would actually say that. The answer depends on whether or not you have income. So there is a wonderful rule on tithing in the New Testament that comes up regularly. Hmm. And the rule goes something like this as you prosper, that's the basis by which you determine how much you give. So if you have no money, coming, it's kind of
0: simple math, isn't it? <laughs> it is. If you have money, yeah, you give,
1: give money. from what you
0: have. If, yes. if you have none, you,
1: you don't, don't give. give. <laughs> it's very simple. So I'll give you a couple examples. Second Corinthians eight, three, Paul is talking about a Macedonian church. I mean, they're broke, they're poor and there's a need in Jerusalem. And he's like, these people have need. I'm going to take an offering. He says they gave according to their means, which is, crazy talk, right? Right. So the Lord isn't like more, 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 you know, in our brains, there's this like oppressive Jesus who's mm. like, give me more. Anyways, um, he wants your heart more than he wants your money. First right, Corinthians 16, two on the first day of the week, they're talking about the Jerusalem collection again. Each of you is to put something aside and store it up as he may prosper. So very, very simply, my answer would actually be it depends. Do you have income coming in? If you do, my strong counsel would be that there should be some sort of tithe and offering that goes to your local church. I mean, we can pull back for a moment and say, Why? Like, is the Lord broke? N- no. The Lord knows that where your money goes, your heart follows. Mm-hmm. And the Lord wants your heart in the kingdom of God and in the local church. Like this is this is his passion for all of us. And so this is from the very beginning been what God's people do. We set aside money and we give it for the kingdom in the context of our local church. This is how we do it. And somehow and heart follows. it
0: It does something to our hearts it and does. it's very healthy for
1: us. It is really, really good. Now let's talk about the emergency situation because there are two kinds of emergencies. And I think it's really good to parse this out. Yeah. The first kind of emergency is what I would call an, oh no, uh, emergency. Like, oh, that, oh, I didn't see that coming. So in and my, my car
0: broke down. Oh.
1: Right. My, my (laughs) life this last month has been one Oh no after another. So it was, first of all, it was my car. That was actually a couple thousand dollars. Mm. Then it was our microwave. Then it was our air conditioner. Then it was our coffee machine. That one, that went out. That was devastating. <laughs>
0: devastating blow. Oh my gosh,
1: um, we almost thought it was our garage door, but I, I fixed that one. Nice. Uh, there was one other one that came up. Your daughter? Oh, my daughter had her Invisalign, which we prepared for, but it still felt like after all those things you had not prepared for. <laughs> I know, right? I was like, ah, you know. And so um, those were like, oh no, moments, but. If we're going to be living wisely, we're going to not be living paycheck to paycheck, right? We're going to try to structure our lives differently, or at least if you find yourself watching or listening to this and you're living paycheck to paycheck, we're going to begin the process, the long process of untangling that way of living and learning how to live below our means so that we can save for the oh no emergencies that come up. It is interesting to me, just for what it's worth, um, almost everybody that I know, almost everybody. When the oh no emergency comes up, the first thing to go is not Starbucks. It is not their vacations. It is not eating out. It is not fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. It's their tithe. Why? Because our idol is our comfort. Mm. I mean, across America. I mean, why would I give up my eating out budget? I have to eat out. I mean, the church will be fine. It's interesting because the Lord's concern in that moment is not whether or not the church is getting the money it needs. He'll, he'll get the money He'll get the needs. money there. Yep. His concern is that your heart follows your first fruits, what mm. you give first. Mm-hmm. And if the first thing to go is money for the Lord in his kingdom, then that means that's last on your heart's priority list.
0: Mm. Just put it out there. Yep. Okay. There's an idol somewhere.
1: There's a second kind of emergency, which um, I have a lot of compassion for. And I think we, I think you and I could give some good counsel on this. This is what I would call the, ah, like A-H-H-H-H-H exclamation point, exclamation point, uh, (laughs) question mark, exclamation point, you know, emergency. And this is the one where, you know what, like life happens and no amount of of emergency fund could have prepared us for this. And so you had one of these. And so here's what I think we should do. Tell your story of what happened to you and Miguel in the recession 2008. Mm-hmm. And then, how about you and I, Council 2008, 2009, Amanda and Miguel?
0: Yeah. So uh, we were newly married and bought a townhouse at the peak and then 10,000 square great, feet. Well, no, the I peak of, of the market. So <laughs> oh, we paid no. like the highest price and and then The short-
1: decision that reverberates for generations. <laughs>
0: Everybody knows that. Yes. Everybody felt that for oh, a while. Everybody yeah. knows uh what that was like to try to sell something like that after you bought at the peak. So oh, yeah. that happened and then my husband lost his job and mm. you know it's like, oh, it, it's okay. It's one month it, it's two months. Okay. Um, three months. We we got to the eighth month and we were barely yeah. surviving. And um, the, the funny thing is, is that tithe was a non-negotiable. Mm. We were not going to not give. And there was this very rigid thinking of, okay, it doesn't matter if we have a $25 budget for our groceries every week. Like we are mm. going to give that tithe. And I think the heart was in the right place. Mm. I feel like somebody could have, you know, spoken to my life there and said like, honey, you're eating ramen every day for your lunch. Um, It's okay. If you don't give, you know, the same amount to the church, God's house is going to be okay, which is what you just said.
1: Yeah. Well, it's funny, your standard and after he lost his job for eight months was we're going to give as if he still had his job. When the principle is, as you prosper, and if you're not well, prospering- Well, <laughs> it
0: was the mentality of the yeah. percentage. Interesting. Okay, so it was Percentage like, of what? Per, so, well, you know, ingrained in me yeah. as a child was the 10%, and still at that point, I was not living in the freedom of the New Testament, of yep. you just give generously for what you can give. Yeah. And so it was like, you, I have to do this percentage. Hmm. And it was mind-blowing to come away from that and be like, you know, as I grew older and- Honestly, it came under your your guidance and instruction at this Mm. church of being like, you know, the Lord just wants your heart Mm. and he will determine the percentage of what you should be giving, but we should always be generous.
1: And so. Did you reduce the percentage when you lost Miguel's income for those eight months?
0: The percentage was the same. So the income was lower, but the percentage was the same, which was much more than all the other things that we were, we were losing like basic necessities, you know? And so at the point where you're like about to lose your house and it's interesting, the amount of guilt And struggle that some Christians live under where they're like, you know, I might lose my house, but I'm still going to give. And
1: you're uh, the rarity, let's be clear.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I do know believers that have that mindset. And that's why I just want to bring attention to that.
1: Yeah. Well, I think what's really helpful is the advice. I'm positive the advice today that you would give yourself back then would be, girl, lighten up. Yeah. Like the yoke, the teaching, the, the, what Jesus wants for you is not heavy, and and just just relax. It's not meant to
0: be oppressive.
1: It is not meant to be oppressive. And this is where like the Holy Spirit can do whatever he wants. And so if you you might go in that moment in that season and you and Miguel might pray diligently and the Lord might say, Give 80% away. Watch me work. He might say one percent. That's all I want until he gets a job. One percent. Get your life right. Mm. Feed, feed yourselves. Yep. You know, yep. you're not going on vacation. You're not buying Starbucks. You're not doing right. anything. You're not doing crazy, extra. like whatever. I have your heart. Here's here's what I want you to do for this season. And when the season changes, we go back to the Lord and we pray and we try to get the best uh, discernment and wisdom from the Holy Spirit as to what is next. But those are those moments where if it's rigid law, right we're we're going to we're just not going to seek the will of the Holy Spirit in mm. that specific situation and And in the New Testament, one of the greatest freedoms is that they don't put a percentage on it, which unfortunately leaves most people to go, "Oh, then I'm going to give one percent I'll that's give it. less." Which it's funny because so there's this little thing that we do with couples and uh, when they're they're fighting about whether they should tie or how much. So I'll tell them I'll say go you on one piece of paper you write a percentage you write another percentage and then um, when they're but they put the percentages on and they don't show each other yet and then I'll tell them listen here's how we're gonna do this. Um, wh- whoever has the highest percentage that's what you're gonna give. And it's very funny because almost always the woman has a higher percentage than the man. And it's usually only by two or two or three percent, like on average, because we've done this with a lot of couples, particularly in premarital. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it's very funny. And then when the dude sees the two to 3% higher rate of the, of his wife or prospective wife, uh, he almost always goes, yeah, that's doable. Yeah. That's probably being a little stingy, you know, but when there's an emergency, just be able to give people the grace to say, listen, if there's a. An uh, emergency. A unique season. A unique season. Go back to the Lord, pray. And I, my guess is that the Lord is going to be like, you're fine. But once you start making money, I want your heart. Because the more money you get, your heart is going to follow whatever gets your first fruits. Yep. So make sure that your first fruits is is to me. I just think to remember the Lord. He's kind, and he's Mm. patient, and he's merciful, he's gracious, and above all, he wants your heart, so. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks, Pastor Michael, Mm. for
0: bringing some clarity to that question. Next time, we're gonna be answering the related question, should I tithe if I have credit card debt?